Amen and hallelujah to the Lamb. And that's beautiful worship music from Pastor Jimmy Swigert, our wonderful uh, pastor and evangelist here from our United States of America. Uh, the song is Jesus Use Me. And a very beautiful song. The lyrics are so beautiful, I think, you know, and say it. They say exactly what what all of us who believe in Almighty God, who are Christians in, you know, that that is what we believe. That is what we should believe and, and how we should think, I think, I believe. That should be our attitude, you know, is... Jesus used me. Um, and there are so many different ways that we can can you know serve Almighty God and serve His His Christian Church and and um, and be part of His Christian family. So hopefully, through prayer and faith, we will all know. We will all know because Almighty God will tell us what He wants us to do for Him and for for the you know the greater glory of His kingdom of heaven and for His work here on earth among among all people and we hope and we pray that that before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ returns that that every person every man woman child in the world in every country will first of all hear the word of Almighty God 
the Holy Bible. We'll hear the, the you know, the, the, the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ from some pastor, some, they, you know, like Pastor Jimmy Swagger, who reaches millions of people through his broadcasting uh, ministry that he's had for many decades, and others as well, you know. There's other great and wonderful pastors who we've had from the, from our country, the United States of America, like Pastor Billy Graham and Pastor... Uh, um, uh, Oral Roberts and uh, who else was there? Uh, um, well, there was quite a few. I can't name name them all, but they were all they were all very good, uh, good you know preachers of the Holy Gospel. And um, there was others, uh, such as Bishop uh, Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. You know, at one time. Uh, back in the 1940s and 50s, he was a telev on television also. As he was a Roman Catholic bishop, and and he, you know, they all did they all did their part to teach the gospel, to teach the holy word of Almighty God. And so, and uh, many of them, you know, they're all evangelists. Many of them are, uh, you know, and then there's also the the. Uh, Important work of those who work as who uh, work on m foreign missions, you know, to take the holy word of Almighty God around the world, to including to very remote areas of the world or or countries that are, that uh, it can be a bit dangerous or or not as easy, you know, as here in America. And and then the music ministry, you know, it, Almighty God tells us in the Holy Bible that 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 is Almighty God's you know, favorite form of, you know, of worship, of hearing praise and worship from from us, his people, his Christian family is is music, you know. And so it's, you know, I think that's a, a great blessing that Almighty God gave to, to, uh, to Jimmy Swagger, who, you know, we, who became a pastor at a young age, and and who Almighty God blessed with this talent of music, as a great and talented musician with a piano, you know, such beautiful music. I, you know, I know that it helped it helped me to 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 um, you know get stronger in my Christian faith. Um, some years ago, seven eight years ago. Almighty God used the pastor Jimmy Swaggart's television ministry, the SBN network, you know, and uh, and from home, you know, at that time I was here at home, uh, uh, and it, you know, it, I guess we uh, or had just gotten cable TV at the time or something, and I, as I was, uh, you know, checking out different channels, I came upon his channel, and I did not know that much about Pastor Swagger, you know, uh, I had heard, you know, I, you know, I remember when I was younger, I kind of heard a little bit about him, but not much, you know, I, I was, but then, now that I was a little older, about seven, eight years ago, I 
you know, what really got my attention was the music, because I love, love music like many people do, you know. But the worship music and the the words and the lyrics and and just the way he played the piano, you know, and was was like, you know, is is I was amazed. And so in the lyrics, you know, and he's, you know, so I, I for several years, for about three, four years, I was a uh, a regular viewer of it, and I would watch the program. They, you know, they they have twenty four hour programming, so you know they're different. They have services. They have. Uh, different programs and shows uh like talk shows even um call-in shows uh, with uh where he him and uh some of his other pastoral staff members uh are on there like on panels and and also his wife sister francis swagger who had her own like call-in show and i i hope they still are doing that i don't i haven't uh kept up that much recently uh, uh but you know I, we don't have the cable TV right now anymore, but with the internet, of course, we can see the, the through their websites and so forth, and, and their music videos, or you know, you can watch those on YouTube and so forth. But you know, so I, I, you know, I encourage everyone to to check them out. Uh, you know, uh, if you're a Christian, or and even if you're not, hey, check, give give it a chance, you know, because. Maybe it'll help inspire faith, Christian faith in you, you know, and, um, but, and, uh, or maybe you were like me where you, you needed that extra, that extra, uh, you know, um, blessing, you know, of, of, of music, of beautiful worship music, and, and, and then, and also the, hearing the preaching of Pastor Swigert and, you know, uh, you know, and his and his son, Pastor Donnie Swagger, and his grandson, Pastor Gabriel Swagger, and and many members of their pastoral team. So, and you know, you 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 learn about the Word of Almighty God. You you learn about the Bible. You learn about the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and you know what it means to be a Christian, and and how um, how we should. Try to be and, and and make our make an effort, our best effort to 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 be good and and be good people and good Christians and and uh, and all that and good citizens, of course. And so, um, but anyway, um, and you know, check them out and and if you can, help them too, because you know it does it does, it's expensive to run a a full time television ministry, and you know, I I've sent in a couple of donations, you know, well. You know, I bought a holy Bible from them. You know, one uh, one time, and I still have it. And uh, so, and they, you know, you can buy music from their catalog. Uh, Pastor Swagger has um, produced uh, hundreds of, you know, individual uh, <clears throat> records and tapes and and so forth, CDs now. Um, he probably has one of the, if not the biggest, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, selection of, of his own produced music, you know, of any pastor, I would imagine. Um, and books, he's, he's a, also very, uh, he has written a lot of books. I, I think I read somewhere hundreds of books, you know, uh, you know, books on the, 
commentaries and, and, and so forth and about the Bible and, and Holy Bible and so forth. So, you know, help them out if you can. And, and, uh, or at least help out your local church wherever you live, you know, uh, whatever town and city you might live in. Um, it's always important to help the church, you know, uh, uh, whatever church you might belong to. So, um, you know, Almighty God is good to us. He blesses us. He helps us. And, um, and we, sh- we should not forget him and his, and the, and his church, you know, and his, and the, 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 the pastors and so forth. So, and we are the church, you know, we, the people, the, the Christian people, we are almighty God's Christian church. Even though we, we come, there's many different churches, you know, with, uh, you know, the, the different names and so forth. But ultimately we are all one Christian church and one Christian family. And we're almighty God's Christian family. We're his children, his sons and his daughters, and he loves us. He loves us all, and he loves us more than our parents love us. So that 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 tells us a lot there, uh, the the love he has for us and uh, uh, unconditional love. If we love him and we have faith in him, and he loves us, and and uh, and you know we got to remember that, and and remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the. The, uh, what, he, what he did for us, you know, he he sacrifices human life for all of us, for us sinners, we're all sinners, and he shed his holy blood at the cro- holy cross at Mount Calvary, um, and he shed his holy b- blood so that for us, so we could be forgiven of our sins, and we are forgiven if we believe. And accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, of course. And and the Holy Bizarre Savior does protect us and bless us. It has it purchased and bought. And, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, He paid for us through the shedding of His Holy Blood. Paid for our salvation of eternal life in Almighty God's Kingdom of Heaven. And so we look forward to that. A beautiful life there that... The, the true life, as I think of it, you know. Uh, uh, this life is important too, of course. Um, but the life in he- our life in heaven will be so much, uh, so much better, in, you, know, uh, uh, you know, infinitely better, immensely better, of course, because there will be no sin, no, uh, you know, no trouble, no... No sadness, no no sickness, no, um, you know what I mean. No 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 worries, no violence, no uh, no debts, <laughs> no bills to pay. You know what I mean. No uh, no financial problems. We will. It'll be a p- perfect life, literally. You know, have happiness and joy and so forth, and we will be with our families again and our loved ones and. And um, also, of course, very importantly, uh, um, there will be no death, exactly. It will be 
everlasting life, eternal life. And, and the, you know, I, the most beautiful part of it, of course, is that we will be living in Almighty God's kingdom of heaven with Almighty God, our Father and the Son, and His Son, our His only true and begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and all the faithful Christian people and, uh, and, and our families and so forth and friends and, and, uh, and all the holy angels and saints and, and, you know, uh, and so, you know, at any rate, we look forward to that. And so let us always remember that and pray for each other. Let's pray for peace in the world, you know, uh, and in our communities and in our personal lives, you know, peace in our families and in our, in our, uh, within our, uh, whatever, you know, in our workplaces, in our social, whatever social groups we have, if you're in school, college, university, whatever, or, or even the, you know, students in middle school, high school, you know, cause they, you know, we all remember how in high school can be a bit stressful, you know, and, uh, and, uh, you know, all the, uh, you know, how that goes, uh, as it was, you know, if you're, sometimes you're popular, sometimes you're not, but, but, you know, it's, it, it's always, whether you are or not, it doesn't matter, of course, because if you have faith in Almighty God, you have something that's way more important than being popular, you know what I mean? Uh, you have Almighty God's love and protection and guidance. And so, anyway, um, so I just just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, so right now it's, uh, uh, I'm awake uh, rather early. We got a beautiful snowstorm here in Don Fernando de Taos. Or better known these days as as just simply as Taos, New Mexico, and um, I like to use the Spanish word uh, traditional name for it on my websites and and whatnot. Uh, Don Fernando de Taos, and um, but uh, yeah, so um, so this morning, uh, Tuesday morning, and um, and. Um, it's uh we've gotten snow overnight here in Taos in northern New Mexico, and I would say we've got about four or five inches of snow right now. Um, you know, looking out the window, it's very, it's very beautiful. It's like a nice thick blanket of snow, you know, or more than just a blanket. It's like a um, you know a good covering, uh, pretty snow. It's nice to see it before it's gotten, you know, broken up and run over by, you know, the cars and the people walking on it or whatever. The snow machines have uh, pushed it all to the side or, or whatever, and it get, gets muddy eventually. But right now it's all white and just beautiful. And so, so wherever you are, I hope you're having a nice, a nice. Uh, morning also and nice weather uh i don't know about all of you but some people like some people like snow some people like winter weather i do 
you know, I, I grew up, uh, of course, in Costilla, our little village, our little hometown uh, that's 40 miles north of here, if, north of Taos, where we live now. Uh, and so we grew up in Costilla. And many of you who might be listening to this, um, hopefully more people will start listening to it. I need to start promoting it more. Uh, and if you hear it, you know, please do share it. You know, we'd appreciate that. And uh, give us a like on Facebook and so forth. And, um, and uh, you know, so the name of this uh, podcast, this is a new podcast. And, you know, I'm trying I need to get into more of the swing of it, of, of having a regular schedule. Um, uh, but it's basically has a simple name. It's the, uh, the Anthony Ezra de Martinez podcast. And, you know, simple and straightforward. And um, um, kind of, it's kind of like my style, I guess you could say. And, uh, but, you know, we, we will discuss all kinds of different things here. Or talk about different things. Uh, at some point, you know, I'm still new to this, to doing a podcast. So I, there's a few different things I can, we can do with it. Um, like I even have a calling uh, part of it, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw that on there. Uh, so I just have to figure out how exactly to use that. Um, but, you know, it... Uh, um, I'm using the Google uh, podcast uh, platform, I guess, or, or you know, and it's, uh, uh, well, it's, uh, what is it called? I forget what it's called, but uh, it, you can get it through Spotify. That is correct. Spotify is um, somehow um, maybe a, so affiliated or something with it. Uh, I don't know if they're both Google products or what, but um, but at any rate, um, so Spotify or um, there's there's, a, there's a several different you know places where you can hear this at. On um, Apple has a version of something you know some sort of a uh, platform for for um, their podcasts where you can hear them, and um, there's some for Android. I think this is more or less kind of one of them, like and uh, and then uh, there's just a, there's a bunch, you know. There's I know when I started it uh, a few weeks ago, it, it gave me the it showed the different brands, different companies and their logos where I could cl- you know that I clicked on and to enable it, you know. So hopefully you'll find it on one of those, and I'll also publicize it more on my website. Right, you know we now have. I now have two websites, um, laparentelanm.com and uh, nuevomexicousa.com and laparentelanm.com. That one's, I've had that one for about th- is it two years, I believe. Two or three years, maybe. I, But I, anyway, that one, you know, we focus on... Uh, the Hispano uh, heritage and hi- culture, history, traditions, uh, and so forth of New Mexico. Um, you know, uh, and we, you know, we're, it's still still a work in progress. But but you know, we basically try to celebrate and um, and uh, you know, kind of uh, highlight and promote 
uh, and recognize our our uh, beautiful uh, Hispano community and culture and people and families and our history uh, here in in New Mexico. You know, we've been here since 1598, 424 years this year we've been here. And so thanks to Almighty God, you know, we're, we've, uh, we've, uh, we're doing all right, you know, and uh, we're, um, we're doing even better than all right, probably. I mean, you know, and, and, but it's been an interesting history. And so we, uh, you know, kind of do a little history, uh, stories on history and, and also on contemporary society and life here in northern New Mexico and uh, stories on, you know, people uh, uh, that have, uh, you know, contributed in, uh, in, in important ways. And, every, and, of course, everyone, everyone is important and everyone has done their part, you know. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, and then, of course, uh, just so many different aspects, you know, our faith, again, our Christian faith, or, you know, that has been the, uh, you know, together with our families, the, the central part of our lives for 424 years that our, and this, of course, our ancestors brought here to New Mexico with them from when they came here in uh, 1598, you know, from Spain and from New Spain, excuse me, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, but anyway, um, so, um, but yeah, you know, it's a, so it's a beautiful, interesting history that we've had, and, and uh, with a lot of, you know, a lot of important accomplishments uh, in uh, so many different areas, you know, in, in agriculture, and, you know, we've, you know, dozens of villages and towns that uh, that we that uh, you know different people uh, members of our Spanish Hispano community founded in different times oh, um, since 1598 and through the 1600s 1700s 1800s and you know by the 1900s well, pretty much all of them were already st established but there's maybe there's a few a few that have come about. Uh, and so, you know, uh, again, agriculture, very important, uh, especially in the first three centuries of our being here. The This included the building of the extensive network of acequias, you know, that probably, you know, I would, I would guesstimate must be you know, over 2,000 miles or so, or, or certainly over 1,000 miles. I'll check on that. That's one of those, one of those uh, factoids you have already. But, but I know that they're everywhere, every town, every village, every uh, community, because, you know, the Asekas were the, and still are, but especially back then, uh, were the lifeline of our communities. That's how the water got carried to the, you know, from the mountains, the snowpack, uh, to the farms, and uh, in the 
homes and the ranches uh, in the valleys every year. So, like this year, has been a good snowpack for us. You know, um, we've had, uh, well, especially, you know, the last, you know, the, the winter started off kind of slow, it seemed like. But I would say, like, uh, in, since January, you know, 1st of January to, to now, we've had several good storms. I mean, we just got one now. We're having, you know, it's kind of still, uh, I don't think it's really over. It's kind of taking a little bit of a lull, a little break. But it, uh, but there's a lot of clouds up there, and the, the sky is, you can't see the sky right now. So, and, and there's kind of a calmness out there. That's, that's usually a good indication that that um, there's more snow going to come down. And it's cold enough. You know, it is. I'm not sure the temperature right now here in Taos. But um, recently it's been, um, you know, at this point in the morning, it's about 4 in the morning or something like that. And... Um, so it's been about uh, you know between ten degrees and and uh, what twenty degrees or something like that. So it's it's around there. And but we've had several good snows, snowstorms this, like I said, this winter since January especially. And so it's going to be a good snowpack, and we're optimistic that it's going to be good. You know, a good uh, amount of rent, of. Uh, of water for our acequias and that's good for the farmers for the farms and and the um, you know the the uh, the ranchers and people with livestock and so forth um, and guard even gardens you know um, it, it's it, that's still really agriculture and so um, so it's very important and And just the fact of just excuse me, just the fact of keeping uh, uh, keeping everything from getting too dry, you know, uh, including including the mountains themselves, the forests, you know, they need to be they need to also have adequate snow and 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 rain and and uh, so forth, so so that uh, so we don't have problems with uh, you know forest fires and whatnot. That's a very important consideration in places like here in northern New Mexico. We live, we live in the beautiful mountains, you know, in the here in Taos and and uh, in along the central New Mexico, or I should say, northern north central New Mexico corridor, you know, that runs uh, from the Colorado state border. Uh, Actually, right there by my hometown of Costilla and and uh, Amalia and uh, Cuesta, and uh, those you know those are the Sangre de Cristo Mountains that actually start in southern Colorado near Salida, just south of Salida uh, is where the Sangre de Cristo Mountains begin. The northern uh, range of it, you know, is in Colorado from there to, uh, you know, just on the east side of Alamosa, near the Great Sand Dunes. Um, um, I don't know if, and if, I'm sure many of you have been there. I, I remember going there as a kid. It's an interesting little place there with the sand, the big sand dunes and whatnot. 
And uh, anyway, so there's Mount Blanca. That's the big, uh, you see that big peak, you know, you can see it actually from Costilla and, and even from Cuesta, really, in Cerro. Um, off in the distance in the north, that is Mount Blanca. And those other high mountains, you know, Colorado has, uh, I forget how many, 14,000 feet uh, mountain peaks. And uh, I don't know if there's more than one in Mount Blanca, and there might be another one in the Sangre de Cristos. Um, and then and then they come down right there at Fort Garland. They kind of skip over the highway, you know, kind of skip over the, the highway there, the highway that takes you northern, uh, you know, continued northward towards, um, as you know, like if you're going towards La, La Vita and Walsenburg, Pueblo and all that. But right there at Fort Garland, they continue uh, going south and right next to the town of San Luis. Uh, that is, uh, they call it the oldest town in Colorado. And uh, so that was founded, I, I believe, around 1850. Uh, and that makes sense, you know, because uh, Costilla was founded the town of Costilla was founded in uh, 1848, uh, and so uh, my family and many others were part of that first group of settlers who came to Costilla from uh, mostly from Arroyo Hondo, Arroyo Hondo, because uh, you gotta say it kind of fast so it sounds right, Arroyo Hondo, or you know, and. Um, and that's of course here in Taos County, just north of Taos, seven or eight miles north of here. Pretty little town in the beautiful little canyon-like uh, setting there. And anyway, that's where our, that's where the first settlers of Costilla came from in 1848, and that included our our family members. And uh, we had a great uh, a grandmother named Maria Candelaria de Herrera, who was the kind of the patriarch, or excuse me, the matriarch of the settlers, you know, who first went there. She was um, uh, born in 1800, and uh, she she um, had a big family, a lot of kids, you know. Uh, she had, she was, well, she was married twice. Um, she, her, she became a widow uh, about 1830, and then, and then remarried. And so, um, yeah, and so interestingly, she's my grandma, uh, you know, uh, um, on both my parents' side, you know, and that happens sometimes, you know, uh, when you do your genealogy. Um, but she was, um, so she was, a lot of us are related to her, of course. She, um, her, basically on my mom's side, my, um, my some of my, my family comes from um, her first husband, okay, uh, and um, his name was Felipe uh, Bernal, and then he died about in 1830. And she remarried um, to my other grandpa, because then on my dad's side, some of my relatives, you know, the relatives, our relatives came from that, from the second husband, who was my grandfather also. His name was Serbulo um, Mondragon. So, yeah, so it's... Uh, so if you look at the history of Costilla, you'll see some of these names there. You know, uh, one of her sons was, was 
Jesus Bernal, who was a well-known citizen. He lived to be a, about 102 years old or something like that. And, um, you know, he I believe he was born about 1812 or something, and he died about 1913, 14, something like that. And um, and he lived, you know, they, he was in Costilla. They, they moved there. Their family moved there in... Um, 1848, and uh, so, uh, so a few of them stayed in, in Hondo, you know, so we have uh, some cousins there, even to this day, and, um, but, but um, most of them went to Costilla, and, uh, and my grandma, she, uh, I'm still, I'm still working on our family tree, so, so I still haven't uh, gotten, a, you know, filled the, all the information up, um, so I'm a little, that's one of the pieces I have not found yet is, uh, you know, what year did she die and all that. So, but nevertheless, you know, her, you know, like I said, her, her one of her daughters, one of her daughters was, um, is my grandma, is my grandma. Uh, her name was Matiana, Matiana Bernal. And she was born in Hondo. And then, so she, and then, um, I believe she was mar got married here in Taos, I think, I'm pretty sure. And her husband, my grandpa, was, uh, uh, what was his name? His, he was Marti uh, Martinez, a lot of Martinez's. <laughs> he a big big family even then. And, uh, uh, actually, in those days, it was called uh, the 1700s, 1800s, the Martinez family. It got pretty big, too. So they, uh, the, our nickname was La, La, Grande, La Grande Familia, the big family. <laughs> You know, uh, and we started off from uh, from the as the Martin Serrano was family. That was our surname when we first, you know, our first ancestors came in 1598. And we are, I, I've been able to show, to find the, the the you know the direct descendancy from uh, you know to to one of the found, founding settlers of New Mexico. Uh, and that was, um, his name was um, Sargento Mayor uh, Hernan Martin Serrano II. And he was, he's a well-known person in, in New Mexico history. I had, you know, and I barely learned this, uh, that he was my um, grandfather. He's my 13th great-grandfather. And I, I only found this out last year, imagine that. And uh, so I was... I consider that a blessing from Almighty God. You know, I was, uh, I'm 53 now, so I was 52 before I really, you know, found that out, you know, and I've always liked history. But for, you know, for some reason, it just kind of, sometimes, you know, some of this stuff, of this information kind of can, can uh, uh, you know, kind of get lost in history, uh, especially, you know, they didn't write a lot of books back in the older days. In those centuries, you know what I mean. Not around here, they didn't have uh, uh, printing presses and whatnot. Uh, not until uh, uh, Padre Martinez brought the first printing press to New Mexico in like the 1830s. But until before that, you know, there was no printing presses here. So, um, but anyway, long story short is that, uh, yeah. So last year, um, you know, through the use of uh, of uh, of this website called FamilySearch.org, uh, and um, it's a very not very good 
you know, I, I'd actually say, you know, an, ec- an excellent uh, website for that. It's free, you know, and they have a lot of information, a lot of records. And, you know, and and we, uh, so we're fortunate to have that kind of a tool. And, uh, and you know, that's courtesy of, of, uh, of the Church of Latter-day Saints. So thank you to them for providing that service, really. And, uh, and you know, because it's free, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't have to be a member of the LDS Church to use it, you know. But the records are there, and they're available. And the records come from the from here in New Mexico, from the Catholic Church that, you know, in those days, uh, from 1598 through the 1800s, or even early 1900s, um, you know what I mean? The vast majority of the of our Spanish Hispano p- uh, families and people, we were almost all of us were uh, Catholics, you know. Um, and so the church kept very good records, uh, and amazingly, they've survived. You know, you can see them in the handwriting of the priest in Spanish and so forth. And many of them, a lot of them has been. A lot of these records have been indexed, they call it, you know, where it's been, um, you know, they've, you know, who knows, dozens of volunteers, I would imagine, and some paid staff have uh, spent, you know, countless hours, you know, thousands of hours pouring through these handwritten records and then having to um, uh, translate them, you know, into English, and so... But now it's, uh, you know, it seems like most of that work is is done, you know. And then as people build their, as you build your own family tree, well, then you start, you add to it, you know what I mean? Because you start to connect your dots, as it were, of your, your own family tree. And then other people out there who might be, you might not even know them, but they might be your, your distant cousins or whatever. And then, and then everybody kind of figures it out, you know, and the more information you put in there, in other words, the more um, beneficial to everybody else, um, and so, you know, on occasion, you'll find, you know, sometimes some people will make a mistake here or there, because you can add stuff to it, you know, you can, gives you the option, you can edit it, you can add stuff, you can add things, but you have to show some sort of, a, you have to have some, you know, sort of, uh, information that backs it up, you know, you you just can't put, you know, or that at least you're supposed to. But so if somebody else comes along later on and they notice a mistake, you know, they can correct that also. So it's kind of it's really a work in motion, you know, a work in progress too. And so, but anyway, and there and there's other websites too. There's uh, many other ones. Uh, some of them you got to pay for them, you know. Uh, but um, but I, I would recommend the FamilySearch.org. I do recommend it because uh, it's easy to use. It's they have a they keep good records and and um, it's organized well and um, and also it's um, it's free, of course, <laughs> you know. And so that's hey, that's awesome that it's free. You know what I mean? Because when you see all the work that they put into it. And and then the charts and it's you know they they have I think they even give you two options of charts you know you can go with the like a fan like a roundish type of thing where it goes from the the person you're looking at the main name of the person and then it goes out like that you know showing the you know mom and dad and 
through the you know generations um, going backwards. And anyway, so and so, uh, or you can do the other kind, you know, where it's like the chart, you know, with the the lines going down, you know, the line and the bracket or whatever, like that. And so, uh, so yeah, check it out. You know, it's it's pretty neat, and it's nice to know your, your family tree genealogy and all that if if you're into that some people might not might not really be into that but uh if you have you know if you're somebody that's that is um you know likes to learn about history and things like that and you have a little extra time and you know and uh free time to do something that it's a fun thing to do you know it's like a hobby and whatnot and you learn and uh and and you know it's uh so it's it's important to know that and but also um so in like I said I was able to find out uh just last year uh actually I found out two important things you know and you know and interesting things um it, it was all interesting but two that stood out like number one I found out that you know Padre Martinez the famous uh the uh spiritual leader of northern New Mexico in the 1800s, uh, Padre Antonio Jose Martinez. He, uh, I found out he um, is actually my uncle, my, you know, my fourth uncle, fourth great uncle. He was uh, my tío, you know, he was married before he became a priest, obviously. He, he at the age of 18, he married my, my fourth great tía, you know, uh, Maria de la Luz uh, Martín Serrano. And, um, and uh, so... They got married in 1812. Um, she was the same age as him. They were both from Abiquiu, and um, I believe that, you know, as it happens, <laughs> you know, they were distant cousins also. But, uh, but you know, that happens. And it happened in those days more so, and uh, not only here in New Mexico, but in many parts of that where it was rural communities and settled by a, a, a kind of a, a group of people who settled together, uh, oftentimes from a similar or, you know, or the same um, ethnic group or something like that, or uh, even religion sometimes. And so, you know, and then eventually it gets bigger and bigger to where that doesn't, that's not um, so common or even at all. Uh, like nowadays, it's not really, you know, we're, we're past that already, but, but, in those early days, you know, our population wasn't that big, you know, it's, yeah, what I'm saying. So, but, but, but regardless, Padre Martinez, he, uh, he, uh, him and his wife, uh, who was my tia, she was the sister of my grandpa, my fourth great grandfather, uh, uh, whose name was Jose Julian Martin Serrano. And, uh, but sadly she died giving birth to their, to their first child, yeah, and their only child, and that was a daughter, who the daughter lived, you know, thank God, and uh, and they named her after her mom, Maria de la Luz, and um, uh, in English that would mean uh, Mary of the Light, you know, and uh, so, uh, and the light referring, I believe, to the Holy Spirit, you know what I mean, uh, so the you know the names are beautiful too when you look at at those old in the old days is the old Spanish names, and the um, uh, there was certain customs too, 
like almost all, you know in the 1700s 1800s it was it it, it was it was it became a custom that um like most of the boys the baby baby boys would be named um Jose and then another, and then there's whatever whatever their other name was like my grandpa Jose Julian and so forth so and the girls would be the baby girls would be named Maria and then their next name and so so you'll see like they would uh, they would uh, they would use the initial J so if you see you know it's common to see that in these records it would say J just you know dot and then whatever the next name was you know uh you know for the boys that was common and then for the girls if you see the letter M as in Maria dot and then you know so it, it became you can see that it was a tradition it became a custom customary thing in New Mexico in the like in the 17 1800s especially and and also uh so, so I found that out, you know, that Padre Martinez, I, I always thought he might be, you know, that he was our cousin or something, you know, that's what my dad told me, and, but then when I came across this, uh, well, and, and interestingly, I was simultaneously reading a book about Padre Martinez, um, a biography written about him by Fray Angelico Chavez, and, and that book is a well-known book, uh, you know, the, uh, You've, I'm sure you've heard of those of you who know history, who know New Mexico history, uh, have heard of the Spanish history. You are familiar with the with the name of Fray Angelico Chavez. He was a uh, he himself was also a Catholic uh, a priest, a friar, as they call him. Uh, uh, I believe a Franciscan friar, the ones who wear the brown robes, you know. And but uh, Fray Angelico Chavez. Um, was a prolific writer and wrote a lot of books. He's considered kind of he's considered like the the dean, I guess you could say, of of the Hispano historians of New Mexico. And anyway, I was reading this book by him on Padre Martinez. The, the, it's called "But Time and Change: The Story of Padre Martinez of Taos, 1793 to 18." And um, so you know, so I was reading. I'm you know, I started reading this book. I bought it here at the at a local bookstore here in Taos. Um, uh, unfortunately, that bookstore closed not too long ago. I forget the, the name of it exactly, but it's just north of the plaza there on the main street. Um, but there's, I believe there's still another one, at least one or two. But anyway, that little bookstore was a nice bookstore. They'd been in business quite a while and great selection of Southwest books and, you know, all kinds of books, uh, any title or subject really uh so uh sad to see them close but but i did manage to get this book there and so yeah i was reading it one day and and i you know simultaneously i was doing my family tree on the computer and and then uh you know lo and behold i start noticing some names you know and i'm, I'm thinking you know i just remember thinking to myself what no way you know I was like, you know, I, I was like, that looks like my grandpa's name or grandparents' names in the early 1800s. And I, so I right away, you know, opened the book up and I double checked it and I was like, wow, could not believe it. You know, I was like, that's that, that for me, that was, I was, 
amazed, you know, and thrilled about it and, and to find that out, you know. And um, so, yeah, so I was like, well, I've always liked Padre Martinez. I've always been a fan of his. And, uh, you know, I've written articles about him uh, in different times and, and uh, you know, and I'll be doing one here soon in my website, uh, you know, and so, um, so yeah, so I thought it was awesome, you know, as far as that goes, he, you know, cause he was an important, an important leader in Northern New Mexico during his, uh, uh, professional lifetime, you know what I'm saying? He, he, uh, w- was born in, uh, 1793 in Abiquiu, New Mexico, and they, his family moved to Taos in 1803, and uh, they built the hacienda, the Martinez Hacienda, from 1803 to 1804. His his parents built that. That was their home and their business, uh, head, you know, headquarters and their ranch headquarters, you could say. They they were, uh, his dad was a tradesman, you know, um, so he, every year he would lead a, the biggest, uh, the biggest, you know, caravan that was often, you know, five, six, seven hundred caretas, you know, they called them uh, smaller wagon, you know, basically horse, uh, well, some were pulled by, you know, maybe horses or or uh, even uh, uh, oxen, the bigger ones, you know, or something like that, or, 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 or um, burros, you know, donkeys, like we call them, or, but... <laughs> And, uh, you know, but yeah, the, he would lead a, a huge caravan from Taos every year um, down the Camino Real, s- heading south. Uh, the Camino Real, that, of course, means the Royal Road. And that was the, what they called the road the, from Mexico City to, to Santa Fe. To, well, it came out, it officially went to Santa Fe, but it, it, it did, it, you know, essentially it came all the way to Taos, too. But but uh, officially, like to Santa Fe, and but but they would lead it from he would lead it from from Taos, and they would have all kinds of stuff, goods from New Mexico, you know, uh, that you know included, you know, uh, pelts from you know animals up here, you know what I mean, uh, uh, because they would make you know all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things from the animal uh, pelts and furs and whatnot. Um, and, uh, you know, blankets and, and different things, even, even, uh, furniture and, and, uh, uh, clothes, you know, shoes, boots, hats, uh, beaver hats were very, were very, uh, popular in the early 1800s. Um, you know, especially in America and the United States of America. So, um, so that became a, of course that that was getting getting traded uh, the 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 other direction towards the east on the San Vicio. But but Padre Martinez's dad was uh, uh, Don uh, uh, Severino Martinez, I believe was his name, and uh, he I don't think he I, I think by the time the San Vicio Trail got got uh, busy he was he had already passed away, I believe, but he, he, so he was more involved with the, with the, um, the, uh, you know, the, the original trading route that basically was the Camino Real. 
And they would stop in all these towns from Taos to, you know, as they went, headed southwards to, you know, Española and, and um, Santa Cruz and, uh, you know, Santa Fe, Santa Fe, and then uh, probably at some of the Pueblos, you know, and then and then down further on down to uh, Albuquerque and uh, um, Los Lunas, Belen, you know, all these little towns, Socorro, Las Cruces, you know what I mean, El Paso, the Norte, and then cross the river there. And then they were into Mexico. Uh, of course, up until 1821, uh, what we call Mexico today, up until 1821, was was known as New Spain, Nueva España. So, so they would. So it was. This was essentially one country. Uh, you know, we were all New Mexico and Mexico, and uh, and many other countries. We were all part of Spain of the of, of the kingdom of Spain that was for hundreds of years was a vast a vast empire really and and we were at the northern end of it here in northern America in North America we were this is as far north as Spain went you know we were the northern frontier of Spain in this area so New Mexico played played an important role in the history of this area of you know what I mean? In both for uh, Spain and then also, um, and then for the for the t- t- first twenty six years that Mexico was a country, you know they became independent in eighteen twenty one, and when once they became independent, New Mexico we automatically became part of the new country of the new Republic of Mexico uh, by default basically. Uh, because, well, you know, that's just how it went. You know, we were we uh, were too far away from Spain. We were landlocked. You know, New Mexico is also the only landlocked colony of the European colonies in the history of the world. A lot of people don't uh, realize that, but yeah. So, so that that's an interesting thing to consider in our history, because uh, you know that means that you know that. Well, there's pros and cons to it, but but you know what I mean. It it did it did limit somewhat the economy, the economic potential of not having ports. You know, seaports are important to have. Um, but anyway, it looks like I'm about to run out of time, so uh, it's telling me that we this is done in 60 minute segments. I didn't realize it was already 60 minutes. Wow! See, once you get talking, you. <laughs> You can, you can, uh, you can really um, say a lot, right? But anyway, um, and uh, but hey, I I enjoy history of New Mexico, of the Hispano history of our people, of our of our people and families, and and of our state and um, uh, Nuevo Mexico. So. Um, and by the way, my other website is NuevoMexicoUSA.com. That one focuses on tourism and culture in New Mexico. And we'll talk about it more next time. And uh, so once again, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Anthony Ezra de Martinez. And 
Talk to you next time. God bless you. Bye.